Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This is Anna calling from oh, Sweden. This is very precise. <laughs> Two o'clock precise. Hi, and welcome to the Hall of Fame podcast. Today we're going to talk to Nathalie de Pasquier, a French designer and artist based in Milan and a member of the Memphis group in the 80s. I was born in France. And I have lived in Italy, in Milan, to be precise, since 1979. At the moment, I am in my studio in Milan, surrounded by a lot of pieces of paper, because I am at the moment working on a collection of textiles. Can you describe more what, what's around you? What can you see when you look around? I have a very nice studio. It's an industrial building in the center of Milan, and I am on the third floor. It is a room which is about um, 70 square meters, but which has a very high ceiling and three huge windows, so I have a lot of light. And um, at the, my studio is regularly changing configuration according to what kind of work I am on at the moment. So in this moment, there are some paintings on the walls that I have been working on uh, two weeks ago and which are still uh, drying because I paint with oil. And then the ground, the floor, is covered with papers because I am designing a collection of textiles which I would like to finish actually for the end of next week. And can you tell me a little about your background? Uh, how did you start with design? Well, completely by chance, because when I was young, I absolutely did not want to study anything. Uh, so I didn't study. I just started uh, working, doing little jobs here and there. And it is only when I was already 22 and that I have met some people who were designers when I arrived in Milan and that I started being interested in that and uh, uh, I have started designing textiles. You know, I was also doing drawings. I mean, I was doing little things, little drawings like a lot of young people do. And, uh, yeah, from those I decided, as I was so keen on not working, <laughs> I decided I would try to do something to make a bit of money with what I liked doing so I wouldn't have the impression I was working. <laughs> Why didn't you want to work? <laughs> 
Because I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. <laughs> I like to do what I want. I don't like people to tell me what I have to do. <laughs> have you always been like that? I mean, even as a child? As a child, I was always doing what they told me to do. So when I was not a child anymore, I decided to change that. You were a member of the Memphis group or the Memphis uh, collective. Can you can you tell us about the movement? I had I had no precise idea of what I wanted to achieve. In fact, I never have probably even today. I let myself be carried by the events. I enjoyed being part of the group. Uh, it was interesting to work just for ideas and not for clients with requests. I was uh, yeah I I was meeting really interesting people. And but you know I did not really understand anywhere what I was pretty young and quite ignorant. So I think I was um yeah I did not uh, understand until uh, later uh what I was doing. I was just doing it. Can you tell us a bit more about the m- movement? What what was no, it going? was not a, it was not a group like some people think that we were working together. Not at all. Everybody was doing uh, by himself uh, at home, or you know, everybody had a profession or was doing things. Myself, I was working from home, designing textiles and selling them as a freelance. Uh, Sotsas was a was a designer for Olivetti. George uh, Southern was uh, also a designer for Olivetti. So was Michele De Lucchi. Some others were. Uh, famous uh, architects like Hansolai, Naratai, Sozaki, uh, you know, there were a lot of very, very different people. No, but we were presenting things uh, together. And uh, I mean, to be honest, it was mostly the decisions of what was uh, going into into production uh, was uh, the decision of Sotsas. It was not really a, a kind of, it was not really, you know, there were big differences between the very famous ones and the smaller ones. <laughs> But could you feel that something was going on? I mean, was it really a creative atmosphere or was it something in it the society? Fantastic. No, it was really interesting. I was also, you know, quite proud to be to have the opportunity to meet uh, to meet uh, these interesting people and no, it was it was really very very nice. I enjoyed it very much. What would you say was the um, main influence of your textile prints? You know how it is when you are young and you don't know anything. You are influenced by, uh, yeah, by a lot of things. When I was 18, I spent uh, a year in West Africa, and uh, you know, working there and going around, traveling and all that. And there, of course, you know, my my brain was very fresh, <laughs> and I got a lot of impressions from what I was seeing. And I am sure this has been uh, uh, very important for my aesthetic uh, formation. Then I was in India. You know, I was doing the things my generation was doing. I was reading comics. I was listening to music. Uh, You know, in the museum started to arrive uh, uh, the pop art. You know, all those things have influenced me, of course. All the culture of my time, because I was a young person living in my time. Today, when you look back at your design in the 80s, uh, what do you think about mm. it? No, in fact, when I when I was uh, when I look back at all that, I realize much more what is what has been going on. 
in the sense that uh, it was probably the end of modernism and we were fully entering the postmodern time. Form did not have to follow function. A telephone could have the shape of a banana. Electronics are very small. And so the decorated surface was the first and easiest way to put communication to an object. At the time, as I said before, all that was very instinctive. Today, I think it was translating exactly that new idea of what design was about. Today, it's quite obvious that design is about communication and not uh, what it was for the modernists uh, before the Memphis. <laughs> Recently, you cooperated with American Apparel and the Danish brand Hey, and there's two new books published with your work. Why do you think your work is so appreciated right now? I, I am not sure that it is appreciated for the reasons that I have just been talking about. I mean, at the moment, it's fashionable, so it's okay. Apart from that, I think uh, my work is also appreciated because somehow, even though it was uh, the first, uh, uh, it was participating to the to the end of modernism, and it was uh, it, it was also still done in a way. It was before the computer, you know. And nowadays, you work primarily uh, as an artist. Um, Do you think it's necessary for you to make a distinction between art and design? Well, when I when I started uh, painting, I completely abandoned design for let's say 25 years, <laughs> and I really didn't want to mix it. I mean, I thought you know I started completely from a fresh ground as a as a painter. And then little by little, you know, the, a person is is one thing. And uh, so little by little, probably my my taste for objects, my taste for uh, constructing objects and things, which I started doing as models for my paintings. They also, um, I decided also to uh, to look at them as objects and not only as models for my paintings. And so somehow this has taken me back to a little bit to to design at least to dis, to the design that is happening today which has nothing to do with industrial <laughs> production but which is a kind of yeah which is communication so in that sense i think the yeah this has changed a lot since uh, in the last 30 years i guess yeah i mean now it doesn't really matter the difference i don't like meetings i don't like all this kind of, i don't like uh, driving a car i don't like <laughs> You know, I like to be alone in my studio and do my work. I understand. Do you listen to music? Mm, yeah, that depends. Of some periods I do, some periods I don't. I also like the silence. You've listened to Hall of Fun podcast, interview by me Anna Åkerlund and music by Anja Bigrell. For other podcasts, check out Hall of Fun's website. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.